0: Kurt Sutter is the creator and writer of the acclaimed FX drama, Sons of Anarchy. The series revolves around the familiar strains of an outlaw motorcycle club in Northern California. It's been called Hamlet on a Harley and has, in just under two seasons, become one of the top-tier series on television. When I talked with Sutter for this podcast, the pivotal 10th episode, with a major revelation from the character Gemma, played by Sutter's wife, Katie Sagal, had just aired to critical acclaim. There are three episodes left on Sons of Anarchy. Kurt, uh, I'm glad you could join me today. Oh, my pleasure, man. Now, um, it's interesting. We come into this with the three episodes left of a second season, and uh, but in, in a way, it's kind of fitting because, uh, you know, you're a guy who's been in TV for a while. You kind of figure this out. Uh, and from the critic end, I, I, I see this all the time. It's like people are like, "Oh man, I just discovered Sons of Anarchy," you know, or "and and and, and, and can I can I get in it now?" or you know, "How far are you into this season?" And, and everybody comes in. You know, in an ideal world, we'd all watch at the same time as everybody else. And I'm not talking about time shifting, but when people just discover series. Right. And I feel like with Sons of Anarchy, you guys were a little under the radar in the first season, and there's been this explosion. The ratings are fantastic for the second season, but there's still a a ton of people untapped who are getting this Sons of Anarchy vibe and and are coming into it late. How does that make you feel as a as a creator? It's
1: it's you know it's very cool. I I was talking with. Um... Uh, John Silver today, who's uh, you know, our, our uh, PR media guy at FX, and and you know we were we were sort of talking about the same thing, and 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 it's interesting that uh, you know you go to iTunes and um, season two and season one are like in the top fifteen uh, downloads. Yeah. And I think it's you know what's happening, which is exactly what you want, is that people are catching a buzz or catching an episode and saying, wow. Know, or, you know, let me check this out, and then going back and catching up. I get, uh, you know, I get Twitter hits and, and blog comments all the time about how people, you know, have just spent the weekend catching up on, on season one, and uh, you know, uh, and are, are now, you know, are now as plugged in as as the people who have been watching it since uh, since the jump.
0: Exactly, and I think that's uh, and, and again I, here we are, in the, you know, with three to go. And uh, I said to Kurt off the air here is that the the amount of buzz in, in in the online universe about episode ten, which is a fantastic episode in the second season, was just like you could just it's like it's like something happened. It was like this earthquake where people were like, you gotta wherever you're going to be, you gotta watch it. That's got to be rewarding for you.
1: Yeah, it was it was really cool. I mean, you know, I knew. Uh, I've been learning about this, but I knew, I knew halfway through season one, what I wanted to do in season two. And I, and I knew there would be the brutal rape that happened in the the premiere. And I also knew that what Gemma was going to do with that information and when she was going to reveal it. And, uh, the nerve network was supportive, but they were concerned about beginning the season with, you know, uh, a rape of, of, of the matriarch. Right. And, uh, But I, you know, I I, I sort of talked them through or walked them through what I wanted to do. And, like, I I knew that that episode would have emotional resonance, you know, and I knew it was somewhat unexpected for that information to be revealed and be this sort of heart-wrenching moment rather than this, you know, um, uh, you know, um, a moment uh, where it turns right to anger and vengeance. Right. I think that's what everyone expected, and... uh, And I knew I didn't want to do that. I really wanted it to, you know, be this brutal impact on a family. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, and, you know, in those moments, you know, pain and, 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 uh, and sadness are, are the first response. And then, you know, and then followed with outrage and, 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 you know, uh, and, uh, anger and, and all the things that, that will, will follow it up. And, uh, so it was important for me and you know i had a fantastic director i had uh paris barkley directing it and, mm-hmm. uh, and my my cast was really uh you know we had a tight script and my cast was really uh uh you know on fire and uh um uh so i knew it would be a powerful episode but i i uh you know i was very i was really happy with uh with the fact that it came out as strong as it did and and i think uh you know, I think it really uh, moved a lot of people, which was, you know, which is, which
0: is cool. Well, it was, you know, and, and again, we we talked again off air that FX gave you about uh, I think 12 or 14 extra minutes for that, and right. it really was worth it because, um, you know, part of the power and the beauty of that of that scene uh, with Katie and, and you know, where you know, her character Gemma discusses something she's been held secret for you know nine previous episodes, was that it wasn't just. You know, hell and Fury immediately that it was, uh, it was a coming together of the family over this really awful incident. Um, but it, it it had a real emotional resonance to the series, which is, you know, a lot of times people will say, oh yeah, you know, I like Sons of Anarchy because there's you know there's like there's motorcycles, there's uh you know there there's guns going off, et cetera, et cetera. But they're missing the fact that there's a lot of there's a lot of drama in the words
1: no i think I think that's true and 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 yeah i uh, as we were talking about earlier i you know i had that episode delivered to me and and uh and it was you know uh, uh, like twenty minutes long and uh over and uh um, and I never deliver an episode to the network that long and i and but all the work was so great i i I said, look, you know, I know I'm going to have to cut it down at time, but I want you at the very least to see these performances because they're some of the best work uh, our actors have, have done, and uh, you know, and they they agreed, and we 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 didn't know what to cut, and we didn't want to cut any of it, and uh, and we got the extra time, and and uh, yeah, you know, for me, you know, look, I love, you know, I'm a I'm a pretty, you know, visceral cat. I I, I love action. I love blood. I love violence i love all that 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 you um stuff but uh you know uh for me the only you know the way to the way to access that is always you know through character and through relationship you know and, and so that stuff never feels gratuitous and and uh so you you get an ebb and a flow in a series in terms of you know what episodes what episodes you know um the tone of an episode you know mm-hmm. and uh um so, uh, you know, and at, and at its core, the show has always been, you know, um, and I say it over and over again, it's, it's you know, it's a family drama, and, and, and the outlaw component is, is really just the backdrop, and, uh, um, and it's really about a mother, a son, and a father, and, uh, you know, and their life choices and, and, and the circumstances that they've, that they've sort of, you know, grown into, obviously, you know, impact... Who they are and what they do, but you know, it's those core, it's those core relationships uh, and the, 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 those primal those primal things. You know, of you know Gemma being sort of the 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 you know the mother and mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, and 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 Jack's being the cub, and you know, it's it's just all that basic primal stuff uh,
0: that I think
1: you know is is the core of the show and. And when you tap into them the right way, yeah, I think you can't help but be, you know, emotionally impacted. And uh, um, and it's great. Look, when I get, you know, when I get um, emails and and blog hits from from cats who I know, you know, weigh 150 pounds, right, and are you know are doing eight to ten for a salt, telling me they were they were sobbing. Yeah, you know, it's 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 pretty sad.
0: Yeah, no, obviously, I mean, that was the episode that really hit home, and we're, and, you know, when this gets on, this podcast gets up, we'll have three episodes left, and I think there's going to be a a payoff, I'm sure you're going to deliver on that, and I just wanted to go back to the beginning, just to get people reacquainted, and, and, and sort of how this developed, I kind of laughed, I remember at the first thinking, you know, when I first saw the, the first couple episodes, I'm like, why has no, I mean, it's been done in films before, but to my knowledge, I don't remember anybody ever trying something on this level on television, how did you get this idea or or when did you fall in love with this premise uh and then tell me a little bit about the research and and the telling it to FX
1: Um for me I'm always uh, uh you know the, the kind of storytelling I like is, is uh, you know I, I really try to avoid doing anything that's you know feels derivative of of either something other people have done or or that I have done and you know, it was a challenge we faced uh, on the Shield after seven seasons, and and uh, you know, but I always want to have the storytelling be unexpected and, and and interesting, and and you know, the 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 challenge there is how do you do that without it just sort of being um, outrageous for the sake of being outrageous mm-hmm. or, or or gratuitous, and you know, so how can you turn story on its head and. Have it be interesting and unexpected, and yet still be organic. You know, that's that's always the challenge. And you know, and I looked at the end of I looked at uh, the response to Gemma uh, in that early on in that first season, and and you know, she sort of um, um, kind of uh, you know the work that Katie was doing was so was so strong and unique that she sort of rose above the, the pack in terms of being the strength, and right. everyone sort of identified her as you know. The strongest member of the family, and and, and that's when I thought, well, you
0: know, how do I how
1: do I with that? Right. You know I mean, how do I take the strongest member of, of, of this pack and 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 fight them? You right. Know, and and you know, what would Gemma look like? You know, being the victim of something that a normal uh, woman would experience. How would how would she deal with that? And I knew that I didn't want to do something that would rip her of her strength, or you know, or take away that power that she had. But I knew I wanted to do something that challenged it. And uh, and to me, you know, uh, having something as, as brutal as, as, as a sexual assault and a beating is is you know is something uh, that didn't feel inorganic to the world, and, and yet I knew I was going to be able to rock her and then how do I take how do you take that circumstance and 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 uh, uh, and play it out and and for me it was always about how does a character like how does a character like Gemma take something that would usually devastate any other human being especially a woman and uh, uh, and how does she use that and manipulate it and 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 ultimately you know turn it to her advantage
0: exactly
1: And, uh, um, and that's really what the challenge was and what, we're, what we've been doing with it all season.
0: And how was that? I mean, i have been asked this question a, a hundred times, but for people who haven't heard it yet, how was that when you pitched that to Katie, who's your wife?
1: Um, you know, it wasn't so much, you know, I, I, I do uh, with Katie what I try to do with authors, and it wasn't so much about, hey, can we do this? It was about, you know, this is what I'm thinking about doing, and I know it's going to take a lot of emotional preparation and homework, and I want to give you a heads up. You know, and you know, I would do that with any of the characters. I, I, I had the conversation, you know, obviously um, uh, with uh, with Ryan Hurst last year when I knew what we were going to do with with Donna. And you know, so if I know there's some uh, big emotional um, stakes uh, uh, that are coming up for an actor, I'll, I'll, I'll always try to give them a heads up so they can at least start wrapping their brain around it. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, in fact, I'm going to have a conversation. With, uh, conversation with Charlie in, in a couple of weeks about giving him a heads up of some things I want to do next. Season. So, uh, um, so I, when I when I gave that information to, uh, to to Katie, you know, I think she was apprehensive at first, but then you know ultimately um, excited about the challenge and, and started doing uh, you know uh, a lot of work on it emotionally and uh, and it was rough, man. It was rough. You know, the actual filming of it wasn't rough. That right. was very technical and. Mm-hmm. You know, at a certain point, we had a body double for some of the more violent stuff. So. Right. But, you know, emotionally, it took her a good month to, to shake it off. You know, it, it was actually the preceding episodes where she was maintaining the secret and sort of living with the anxiety and the pain of it. That, would be, you know, that was a tough month for her to sort of shake that off.
0: Yeah, I bet. I mean, it's, and, and, and in the, in, in the context of the, of the character, what she does is, you know, they, they this, uh, this, uh, white supremacist group. Does this to get back at the club, and and uh, Gemma's character, you know, won't won't give them th- that power. She holds well, they, it within herself.
1: Exactly. They do it to weaken the club. They, right. You know, they, they they do it knowing that you know it'll it'll um, uh, begin to rip them up and, and unravel them, and that was obviously why they were doing it. And and she refuses to you know uh, to be to be used that way.
0: Right. Now, when you, uh, Kurt, when you went to FX with this idea, you know, outlaw motorcycle club, uh, were they open to it? And obviously, you had done uh, some research, and a lot of it taking place up here in Northern California, where we are. Uh, were they were open open to it? And, and did they say, uh, yeah, but don't do this? Or what, what was it? Did they give you like a blank slate? Or um, no,
1: they were really. Um, look, I had a good. We pitched it in a, to a few places, and I obviously had a comfort level with. Uh, Lang, with John Langgraff and right. the network and mm-hmm. and, um, uh, uh, and you know I I I never for me I I never pitch like generally um, uh, like general ideas I I really have to beat something out a whole lot of detail, so <laughs> right. I understand it just closely to know if I could do it. Right, you know what I mean? Because I, I hate to be in a situation where I pitch something and then I'm like, all oh, right, now with a, you know. So, right. so, so uh, like I had it, you know, I had the pilot and I had the first two seasons. I got everything in my head. where I knew what I wanted to do. So, I went in with a lot of detail, and and Landgrave loved it. He bought it in the room, you know, and and you know we we altered, um, you know. Uh, some of the original idea in terms of timing and when things would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I've talked about how initially, uh, um, you know, initially it was going to be Opie that was killed at the end of the season and not Donna. Right. And with uh, that, you know, Opie, um, Ryan, had done such a great job and, and had become, like, really the, uh, the sort of vulnerability
0: of the club. Yeah, it was. No yeah, doubt about he, it. Yeah, he was
1: just such a soulful cat and, and uh, and I, hey, you know, besides the audience sort of turning on me if I killed them, I just I love the, you know, I love the guy, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to lose the actor, and, and, uh, uh, and, and unfortunately Sprague got, uh, you, know, uh, took on the, uh, you know, took on
0: the, uh, you know, took on
1: that narrative uh, plotline, and and uh, uh, and you know, it's, it's really sort of played out to, uh, to our advantage, and much more potent. But, uh, no, they were very, very receptive and and, uh, uh, and, uh, and really wanted to do it from the jump. And and, and anything that changed is really stuff that just happens, you know, in the development uh, uh, process as you begin to write and and get a sense of, of, uh, uh, you know, of of what's, you know, uh, the production and, uh, you know, uh, what makes sense and what's doable and, you know. Uh, how do you spread it out over 13 episodes and all right.
0: That stuff? Right, and, and and something you mentioned on your uh, blog over at uh, Sutter Inc. is that, uh, and I'll talk about that as well, but because uh, you do some really interesting things there that's uh, non uh, non typical of people in the business. But uh, you talked about that you knew, you know, you knew what was going to happen in the second season sometime in the first season. That it, these things kind of came up organically. Are, are you finding that? Um, yeah, and because you you talked recently about the shield and seven seasons, and how hard it is to tell all these stories, uh, similar stories, and and elongated over this stretch. Now, right. in your mind, do you see this going five plus, or how does it look there?
1: You know, would, uh, you know, I I know, like I've mentioned, like six or seven seasons, mainly because in my mind, I you know, I definitely know I can tell this. I I can I have five seasons worth of that I can, you know, tell this, uh, you know, uh, uh, tell the this, tell this story that I want to tell. Right. And uh, I just know that traditionally, um, you know, uh, as it was with The Shield, uh, I think in this cable model that after about six and a half, seven seasons, um, the show no longer, um, it's, it becomes too expensive. Right. That, you know, every year there are, you know, bumps in payroll and, and actors, and ultimately, the show gets too expensive to uh, to produce, which is why the shield stopped at seven episodes, at seven seasons. So, you know, knowing knowing that parameter, I, I do really have a good sense of of, uh, of where I'd like the show to go, and and uh, and obviously, uh, not certain of all the stories that we tell in between, but right. in terms of the big arc, the family arcs, the sort of you, you know with my, uh, you know my pretentious Shakespearean uh,
0: <laughs>
1: paradigm. You know that. Uh, you're talking about
0: Hamlet on a Harley. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that I'd like to, you know, have those, um, have that play out, and uh, I could probably do that in, uh, in
0: like six or seven seasons. Well, it's funny that you mention that too, because <clears throat> a lot of critics have are have mentioned those those themes, and you, yeah. but you're drawing from all kinds of themes, not obviously not just. Uh, not just Shakespeare. Do you get a sense that people uh, uh, on my end and also the the bulk of the viewers, because I know you're very involved in like knowing what people are doing online and in in, in on uh, uh, fan boards, right, fan right. sites. Are are we getting it?
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs>
0: okay. It's, uh,
1: it's, dude, I don't run that deep. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's uh, it, it really is. Look, it's the thing I love about the show and what people are are getting is that. You know, it really is high drama. Yeah. You know, it really is. um, uh, You know, the stakes are incredibly high, and that it is. You know, there is an epic quality to the writing, and and by epic, I mean in tone, not in terms of it being great. Right. You know know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Sure. Um, Um, And um, and for me, it's why such. um, I'm so. uh, uh, I'm such a uh, Nazi about the details in mm -hmm. the show and. That you know, um, uh, it's 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 you know I sort of produce the show incredibly hands on.
0: So you're a micromanager. I, I just yeah.
1: am. I'm a control freak. <laughs> but but for me, it's like all those details, all those little organic details in the world. If I can keep those honest and real, it it allows me to tell these really big stories. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It if I can root everything in the reality of the world. In terms of, you know, uh, how these guys interact, you know, what they ride, how they ride, what they do, what they, what they, weigh. you know, like if I can keep all the details really rich and real, it allows me to tell these really big stories without it ever feeling like, you know, telemando. And uh, um, so, uh, nothing against
0: telemundo. Right, uh, and you're not—it hasn't got that far yet, right? But, uh, not a novella yet. But
1: you know, I'm, you know what I'm
0: saying? sure because it is.
1: I mean. If, look, if you compare it to a show like we were talking about earlier, like Madden, you know, it's you know the the stakes are way are are much higher. It's a much more you know uh, a highly drama. It's much higher drama than that.
0: Yeah, it's a powder keg, really.
1: Yeah, and, and, and really, and, and what allows me again, what allows me to tell those big stories is uh, you know, or keeping the world and, and the details uh, uh, real. Um so it never, it never sort of slips into um, that zone of, of being, you know,
0: unbelievable. Yeah, and you've got, um, I know we haven't mentioned it or anything, but, you know, you the feedback from people who are, you know, real-life motorcycle club guys are in this. That the feedback has been great right. on their end. There's realism that they, <clears throat> you know, that they uh, ha- have told people who are, because that's one of the things that uh, was mentioned the first season. People were like, you know, is this real? This is what it would really be like to be in a, you know, and, and that has proven true. And and you're a guy who's uh, really grounded, and uh and and a genuine person. And 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 I think I sort of mentioned that. in that you got, you uh, you have a blog that you talk about stuff in the industry that not not, not most people are afraid to talk about because they you know are trying to guard their backsides for future paychecks. But uh you know the one of the things I was wondering for a guy like you who's like you get this you know you come off of the shield. Uh, where you were a writer and a and a producer and eventually an executive producer but this is your baby and when you get it and you said you're a control freak I mean how once it came true in the first season I, I, is it the dream job and your wife's in the main role or, or did it become like oh shit uh, it is it is uh, you know I, and
1: I, I just blogged about this you know I, was, I, I just people had been asking me you know I get uh, asked all, a lot like what's uh, what does a showrunner do what's a showrunner I just ended up, and, and, you know, during the course of the season, the last thing I want to do is, is talk about the job. Right. Uh, but now that I'm sort of in
0: between gigs,
1: I, I, I took the time to do it. And uh, and, and it was interesting to do, because as I went through it, and the process, and, and how time-consuming it is, and what a micromanager I am, and what a control freak I am, and, and you know, and, and, the, and, and how after one's production begins job triples and it's like 70 and 80 hour weeks but you know as I was going through it I ended it with just this little blurb about you know that I wouldn't change places with anybody
0: mm-hmm. yeah and, and you know it's funny too because it, that even if it's even if you do something that's really great in the, in the, in the television industry I and mean, that doesn't always happen on network but on cable really great shows get made that don't take off and you and I talked by email uh, prior to the start of the second season when we didn't know uh, what the ratings were going to be, but I had said like I I was doing a, fu- a function uh, actually right. what, this the podcast bar. function yeah right. and and the, and the Sons of Anarchy ad came up and and and, and like there was just roar through the bar and I'm like damn I guess that's a good sign and I told you and you're like <laughs> well I hope so you know because you're you you do not you just don't know but and, and we talk about this sort of like f- slow build or uh, uh, people come to things late I mean I really think things are not only did you guys do well in the first season you're doing great in the second season. And I honestly, I, I I just think you're not close to getting to the potential audience. you I think that when that people can see, can they when they can catch up off season, season three might even be better. And and, and so things have really uh, gone well for you.
1: Well, that's that's, uh, that's great. I appreciate you saying that. I, I I I hope so. You know, I think uh, look, I think we uh, we finished really strong last season, and, and, and uh, you know, and people sort of caught on to what we were doing by the end. Uh, you know, we had an odd start last year, um, I think, because of the, you know, we had a weird premiere. It was against Sarah Palin. And we, we we didn't, you know, they were very disappointed in the opening number. But the interesting thing is we sort of became this frozen rope, and, uh, and we picked up viewers as the season went along, and we didn't lose any viewers. Right. It really doesn't happen. No. So <laughs> it was a strange phenomenon that began to happen really early on, like by episode and, and uh um and, and we were sort of kind of watching it in, in, in awe a little bit and then uh um and then realized that you know we were uh, you know we were gaining viewers and more importantly retaining viewers and uh so and I think at the beginning of the season it was really a perfect storm for us. We we, we had sort of established that, that core fan base and the buzz was really positive. Um you know, uh, we aired, aired early enough, so we didn't really have much competition in um, uh, cable or, uh, or network. And, you know, we were going up uh, against, uh, you know, we had Leno, so we, we, we didn't have any competition <laughs> at 10 o'clock on NBC.
0: Really. Right, and, yeah. Uh,
1: and, then, and then, you know, FX just knocked it out of the park in terms of uh, publicity, you know. They just really stepped up and. Pretty fabulous campaign, and I think it was a perfect storm, and we got people to show up. You know that premiere number was was, uh, was
0: record breaking. Yeah, it was,
1: and, uh, and it was cool because the same thing really happened, and uh, we 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 really haven't fallen off. You know, uh, we've been retaining. You know, we've been doing uh, for that first viewing. Um, you know, three almost three and a half million overall, and. uh you know for cable is, is, is pretty
0: strong. Nice. Yeah, no doubt. And you've and you know you've really stepped into you know BFX sort of go to show uh their, on their drama. And uh you know I think now it, 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 as we're ending the second season, um, uh, you know, people are familiar with Jax and Clay and Gemma. Uh but I wonder as as somebody who creates this vision, like what are I don't know maybe maybe it's maybe it's uh, Gemma, but I, I wanted to know from you like do you have what? Are, what are the characters that really are your favorite? And then also, as a as a guy who's got the long term vision, how do you sort of uh, uh, bring in what what we consider quote unquote minor characters and have them take on uh, a bigger role? I think that's really happening at the end of this season. How did you plot that out? And again, right. going back to maybe one of your favorite uh, less obvious characters.
1: Um, that's a great question. I think uh, you know. What I try I'll... to do is come up. You know, obviously we have the big arcs with uh, Jack, Jim, and Clay. And, I have great actors, and, and uh, it's hard to write for everybody. Right. But uh, I try. We try to come up with storylines, you know, to utilize actors at, at least, you know, um, um, if not like, if not narrative storylines, like um, uh, uh, character storylines. Like this season, like for instance, the Bobby character. Mm-hmm. You know, him really being sort of the voice of. Uh, um, the uh, Consigliere, um, you know, so Bobby hasn't had a big, big. There wasn't really a narrative wrapped around Bobby this, um, as much as there was. You know, it became his who he is in the club became clear. You know, right. So he got to have all these. You know, there was those great scenes between Jack's and Bobby, and Bobby and Clay, and you know he's trying to put the club back together. Yeah. And. uh you know, and then what, what's going on with Tig is that we get to play the emotional uh, withdrawal and uh, fallout from um, you know from the death of Donna.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and uh, you know, I I I don't know. I think in terms of my favorite characters, um, or my here's what I would say: my the character for me that's been an unexpected um, uh, Lynch. Uh, that I never anticipated. It was really a secondary character that I created, um, uh, thought of while I was writing the pilot. And then um, because of the actor and because of what he brought to the role, uh, was Huntsman. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Dave Calley is just a soulful cat, man. And, and he just brought, you know, and that was really the secondary character that was ultimately, you know, the Barney Fife character.
0: You right. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah. And, uh, but um, you know, he brings this intelligence and this sort of you know, he's sort of sage uh uh quality to to this guy. And uh, and then I just had this idea this season where like, you know you know, I, I, I alluded to the fact this season that, you know, it was actually Gemma was the one who was raised to Charming and split when she was a kid and then came back, you know, hooked up with Clay and essentially brought everybody back to Charming. Mm-hmm. Um And that, as a result, that if, you know, if Gemma grew up there, she probably knew Unser when she was a kid. So this whole little thing developed between Gemma and Unser in terms of how there's, you know, there's a connection between the two of them that perhaps, you know, she doesn't have with anybody else. Right. Um, And because I had such great actors, it's been been a fun little relationship to play with. Like, I knew that I wanted to have uh, Tara know the secret but i thought it wouldn't it be interesting you know if if answer was the one that discovered what happened to her and him being sort of you know clay's inside guy also had to keep the secret, you know? um, so he's a, that's definitely a character that's been unexpected for me in terms of uh for the use the use of that character has been unexpected and and and, and how much i've, I've sort of um, been able to go to you know this great sort of uh, um, uh, uh, you know uh, emotional uh, uh, shoulder mm-hmm. for uh,
0: for Gemma this season. Yeah, and it's it's good because you got all the ratcheted tension and all the tenderness in the same character and in and the same characters, and, right. and, and what that scene meant. I wanna uh, I wanna ask you one final question because this is my this is the question that I I always think about when I watch the show and. Uh, I don't even know if, it, if it'll be relevant to you, but it might be. Uh, the thing that strikes me is that when I watch the show and, and, and I get to a season, I'm always thinking, okay, now, you know, at the heart of it, we've got Jax's father, and and the manuscript he left behind on the right. book about uh, uh, about Sam Crow and what it could have been, and this sort of John Teller's ideal of the club, and if that's, I, I just wonder, you know, is it. I don't know if it's modernity or if it's just changing times or, or or club or real realism and post sixties, less of a Nirvana thing, is it possible that they can ever get back to, to his ideal and, and and as somebody who knows that answer, I mean, what do you think about how important that might be to the series?
1: Well, I think, you know, I think the theme of that, you know, in terms of is, is such a bigger theme, you know, that idea of, you know, um, you know, always striving for, you know, something better or something that's just out of our reach and uh you know, always trying to um uh, you know, ultimately, you know, uh uh how do we, you know uh, how do we make our fathers proud? Right. You know? yeah. And uh um and you know I I think um as Gemma uh would, would pointed out, you know, that John was sort of a dreamer and an idealist and, you know, and Jax even calls out the, the manuscript to, to Piney in the last episode about, you know, that it's half Angry Manifesto and half MC Love Letter and that clearly, you know, his father didn't, you know, it wasn't exactly a how-to book, I think is what you
0: said. Yeah, exactly. But, you, know, it, 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 it,
1: you know, his father wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't uh, perhaps wasn't exactly perfectly thought out and that it's really about, you know, trying to Lines a little bit, um, but uh, I think it will 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 be important. You know, the ideas I have for season three, um, you know, without giving anything away. But I think we'll learn a lot more about uh, John Teller in season three. You know, his history and who he was as a man will be uh, will be revealed to us um, uh, some some detail in, uh, in the next season, and uh, you know that will. Uh, Further, uh, Jax's education of
0: of, uh, of who his dad was. Yeah, I mean that's it's for you, but the device that must be really really rich because not only do we not know, I mean there's the, the there's the, the notion that uh, you know Clay might have had something to do with his death. In the recent recent episodes, uh, Gemma has put out there that you know maybe he maybe he just left the highway, maybe he let the road take him in a suicide thing, right, and then he'd right. given up. And then so you've got that is still a, obviously a big intrigue, and it certainly plays into the Hamlet part of it. And then there's the issue of like jack trying to like do right in a world that is not you know 60s put and it's post 60s and it's you know now it's hardcore you know 2009 and the other thing is that about it's because you've got the whole father-son thing and then uh which is powerful and then the, also the idea of like what we as parents and adults uh keep from our kids you know like he he's reading this manuscript thinking that his dad is Really had these sort of saintly visions for the club, but you know he ultimately the old man might not have been like that. Right,
1: right. And and how much of it is you know how much of it is the rantings of a guilty man? You know what I mean? Or um, uh, uh, you know, or, or trying? You know, I mean we, we we talk about it. I mean it doesn't require all that much you know psychological study, but you know it was written at a time when his son was dying, and and I'm sure he was having a lot of remorse about the choices he made and. You know, and how much of it is realistic, and how much of it is doable, and you know, I think Jax is a smart guy, and I don't think it's about being delusional about what can be done. And, you know, look, it's it's uh, uh, it's not an original idea. You know, it, it, was, it was Godfather Three. Mm-hmm. It was uh, you know the idea of, of yes, we've been on this path for a long time. How do we how do we legitimize ourselves? Right. How do we remove ourselves? Mm-hmm. And uh you know, and I think ultimately that's what Jax will 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 try to do. You know, and it's not about getting out of the MC life. It's about, you know, how can we you know, how can we continue the ideals of brotherhood and, and love and freedom and yet, you know, not necessarily put ourselves at jeopardy with law enforcement and, and, and not necessarily, you know, endanger our our children and our families. Right. And, I don't know, you know. I don't know if those two things are possible you know, while you're wearing
0: uh,
1: <laughs> a back patch.
0: Right. You know? Exactly. So. Well, I think that for fans of this for the show, not only will the next three episodes and the and, and the conclusion uh, be something of, of great interest, but going into season three, finding a little bit more about John and and as the club moves forward. And, I, and again, I, I'll reiterate what I think is that you're still sitting on the um, on the cusp of, uh, of an audience surge for uh, for season three.
1: Well, that would be great. Man great i'm just really um you know uh, uh look i love the fans of the show uh, and they're 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 invested and they get it they get every nuance you know um and uh they get the emotional family stuff as much as they get the, the visceral action stuff and uh, uh i'm glad people are digging it yeah and uh look you know i uh <laughs> i equate it to uh you know uh the theater it's, it's uh it's a much more enjoyable uh, production when, it, when it's in a full
0: house. Exactly. You know, and uh, so, uh, you probably couldn't disappoint that bunch either, unless maybe, like, Otto was last man standing. How <laughs> 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 was Otto doing, by the way? He's, you know, he's kind of messed up. This is a bad year for Otto. It's
1: been
0: a year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. All right, brother. All right, Kurt, thanks for taking some time out for us. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you. See you later.
1: Bye-bye.